On today's episode of Video Marketing Madness, we're going to discuss creating screencasts and why you should be doing it. And today's episode is made possible by our good friends at Movo. And uh, we are live, of course, from the studios, which are now powered by Movo. And uh, believe it or not, today we've got a very special episode because I'm not using my studio mic. A long story there. I had to take... uh, my mixer out and bring it to an event and uh, it didn't get a chance to put it back so we're actually using the Movo UM700 microphone really really good little desktop microphone we love it it's got uh, all sorts of different switches for different pickup patterns so if you need it to be uh, an omnidirectional or a bi-directional or stereo or a cardioid pattern you can do that with this you got a mute button so if I press this right what where did Ray go Oh my goodness, I disappeared because we got a mute button on there, which is great if I'm going to cook. Uh-oh, he's gone again. Whoo, there, you didn't hear me cough now. All right, so that's the Movo UM700. And by the way, if you want to pick up any of Movo's great microphones, including this one you're hearing right now, you can do so by heading on over to Ray's Links. Oh, excuse me. Take two. I'm going to change that. We don't want to say the wrong thing here. If you want to pick this up right now, then you can head over to raiselinks.com slash Movo, and you can get any of Movo's great products, including their lapel microphones that plug right into your smartphone, their desktop microphones, their studio microphones, their lights, their mini stands, their holders for your phone so you can shoot like a pro using your phone, all of that, and packages that contain all of these together. Really good stuff. Check it out now at raiselinks.com slash Movo. And now, not created by Movo, is our theme song, which we're going to play right now. And by the way, I hear the Movo people are very glad that we don't attribute the song to them. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise. He has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. And it's the radio show about video, video marketing madness with Ray the Video Guy. And I'm Steve Sleeper. Go VMM. Dot com is our landing page, and we're on all the podcatchers, and we're social everywhere. We but are we, so social. We got all the links there. So, uh, how many how many screencasts do you think you create in a week? I was thinking about that. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, today so far it's been three. Uh, and and by the way, today so far it's been three, and uh, I was at a rotary meeting this morning, and I just got back from another networking meeting, and it's now mm-hmm. uh, two o'clock. So wow, yeah, you are a screencasting fool. I am, and Steve. By the way, I know I think I I believe I mentioned it last week, but uh, this is the second week with the new standing desk, which oh, is yeah. why I can do things like this. Hmm. Yeah. I can Boy. dance around here when we're playing our song and whatnot. Uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of nice, actually. Uh, my feet hurt like heck, or at least they did the first couple of days. They're a little better. I finally got literally, in fact, uh, just as we were about to go on the air, the, the door rang here, and it was uh, the FedEx, or excuse me, the uh, Amazon guy. It was actually oh. Amazon delivering it. Delivered my little foot pad for the standing desk, so I can stand on that. And it's got all sorts of little uh, 
ergonomicals on there. It's got the little rolling ball, so you roll your foot over the little ball to uh, oh. prevent uh, uh, what's that called? Uh, the fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis. Yes, plantar fasciitis. Which, by the way, it sounds like um, you know, it sounds like a, a horrible thing, and and it is. I, I think I actually kind of had it at one point. It's it's basically. No, it sounds it. like because you hear plantar warts. And you think plantar? Oh, that must be something, some sort of growth. It's not a plantar. It, what it is is that part of the the foot tightens up, and it has mm-hmm. to be stretched, and it'll feel like your foot is being twisted. It's really it's crazy. And okay. I had it for a little while, and then it kind of went away, uh, or at least that's what I think I had. I had something, and uh, this will help do that. You rub your foot over the ball, and it rolls underneath there. People tell you to do it with like a, a tennis ball or whatnot, or a golf ball. Well, this has it built right into the foot pad. It's soft so you don't hurt your feet while you're standing all day. And it's even got the little foot massager thingies on it. So pretty neat. Wow. But the funny thing is I ordered it from Amazon uh, last week, and they said it would be delivered yesterday. And it never came yesterday. And then it said it was delivered yesterday. It says it was delivered yesterday at 1 o'clock. And, of course, I contacted Amazon. Well, it, they're kind of like a pr- police procedural, I think, drama. Because they, they tell you, uh, well, you know, it's not really missing until it's been 48 hours. So call us back if you don't see it by then. I'm saying, what are you, the police? I mean, this isn't a missing child. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, really. You're tracking this. We don't track our missing children. We track this. Come on. Uh, but it showed up today, so I'm excited for that. Oddly enough, the thing that's supposed to show up today has not shown up. So there you go. Well, your feet, the- your feet, your feet might hurt, but your butt doesn't hurt anymore. Nope, no, it does not. Um, and, my, and, you know, the thing is they say, and this is health with Stephen Ray, um, mm-hmm. they say you burn twice as many calories using a stand-up desk as you would sitting down. That's right. About yeah. 1,600 calories just by standing around Dang. as opposed to sitting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's how much you, you burn. That's good. I need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since I do mm-hmm. no exercise of any kind except when I go uh, kayaking, which I did this week. So. I make it to the dog park a couple times a week and walk around with the dogs. I walk with dogs, but I it's like it's supposed to be a hundred and five today in Omaha. Yeah, well, it was a hundred and twenty-five in uh, Death Valley yesterday, I believe. So could be one hundred and twenty-five. Wow, one of the highest uh, numbers ever recorded. Well, it's 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 a valley. It's down there deep. It's below sea level, and it's a dry heat. There's no Way down in the valley where no green grass grows. No. No, no, no. no. Anyway, speaking of green grass, today we're going to talk about screencasts. Uh, it's a terrible what? segue, but it almost yeah. rhymes. Okay. Green grass, screencast. Almost rhymes. Yeah. Okay. A rapper would be able to use that <sighs> without a doubt. So we're going to talk a little bit about screencasts today because, as we mentioned at the top of the show, it is one of the things that I do the most of when it comes to video. And I wanted to kind of go over some of the uses for screencasts and some of the tools for screencasting and what you can do with it to really grow your business in a variety of ways. Now, the biggest way that I typically use screencasts is for uh, reviewing and demoing software or trainings or websites, things like that. So for instance, uh, this week we've been dealing with a new software that uh, it's actually a WordPress plugin that I'm really, really loving and it's called Text Connector. And so yesterday uh, when I finally got back from my trip, I sat down with it. I'd already been using it, but I, but I sat down and showed how to install it on a website and how to put it in there, how to download it. I showed the, I, I was able to do a screencast of the actual site that you log into when you get your account, 
where you log, where you download the actual product, the trainings that are in there. I showed how to install it on the WordPress site. Then I showed how it's in use. Then I showed it on the actual website. And then we were able to show a demonstration of it in action. And all of that done with screencasting. So we screencasted the actual uh, website that you get the product from. We mm-hmm. screencasted the download. We screencasted the upload. We screencasted the setting up of the program. We screencasted the website after it was installed. And then we screencast the uh, smartphone using the website that had the button on it and using the desktop doing the same thing on the desktop version of that. And all of that done with simple screencasts with just a microphone, which, by the way, if, you, uh, if you're going to do screencasting, you don't really have a microphone, really do recommend this microphone that I'm using today for the show, the Movo UM700. It is a fantastic microphone for exactly this. It sits right on your desk. You can sit here and, and talk right into it, record your screencasts, put your hand on one side for the keyboard, put your hand on the other side for the mouse, and boom, you're on your way. And it works really, really well, uh, especially with the multiple pickup patterns. It, but it's great for voiceovers, and it's great for screencasts. Screencasts. It so sounds really good. It yeah, yeah, sounds I mean, really good. It, it doesn't a, have that. It doesn't sound echoey like sometimes the the Yeti does. You know. So. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll tell you this. Uh, that that's the other thing too is um, with the Yeti, and I, and I love the Yeti too. I mean, it, this is, Mike is very similar to the Yeti. It looks like mm-hmm. the Yeti in a lot right, of ways. Right. right. Um, the problem I always had with the Yeti, and I'm not seeing that with this one. Of course, I've got a different desk, but. Um, when I had the other desk and I used this, I didn't have the same issue. My problem I had with the Yeti was I had a glass desk, and when I would put the Yeti down on the desk, uh, y- you could see yeah. on the waveform it was picking up like the hard drive. It was actually picking up through the desk, not the yeah. sounds of the hard drive, but the vibrations of the hard Vibration. drive were creating mm-hmm. sound in the microphone. Yeah. And yeah. with this one, it wasn't doing that, which was nice because I could literally, with the Yeti, I could be, you know, I could record silence. And you would see the waveform, you could hear it afterwards, and I could just literally lift it up off the desk, and the sound would completely go away. Put it down, and there it was again. And you couldn't hear anything, really, you know, but the microphone was vibrating enough to pick it up. And so uh, we had an issue with that. I used to put put a little pillow underneath it on on the desk. So Mm -hmm. I had, like, this little soft little pillow, and I put that, and I put the mic on top of that. Just kind of positioned it, but yeah, with this I'm not seeing that, which is good. Um, it you know just plugs in directly with USB, so you don't have to like for instance with the studio mic, which is up here. And again, I, you know I had to take my mixer out this morning and I haven't put it back yet. With the studio mics, you have to go through the mixer and have the power, and you know you got to make all the adjustments. And and in here it kind of is what it is. You can still make adjustments, but they'd be done in software, uh, and they can be done post so if, if you don't want to do it beforehand which is why you may he, i may sound a little different because this is not processed at all it's just straight microphone into the computer but Sounds we fine. could make adjustments to that if we needed to i've got tools in here to tweak around that either pre or post so we can tweak it live or we can tweak it post but it's done in the software um, which is good only downside of course is depending upon the power of your uh computer you are using some of that computer power to do that. So if you don't have a super powerful computer and you're doing five other things and, you know, that might be enough to, to slow your computer down a little bit. So you got to be careful. Everything you do on your computer is going to slow it down a little bit till it's unusable. So um, you just have to be aware of that. So if you're going to be doing live videos with fancy effects and you're going to be processing real time on the microphone, you know, you're going to reach a point where you've done too much. 
So mm-hmm. just be aware of that. But love the microphone. It is great for that. It is great for screencasting. But you could also use a lapel microphone. The LV-1 would be great for that. Um, you can use studio mics like I have. I've got the, the um, Movo ASM up here, which you can't see, but um, it is right up there. And that is a great microphone for this. Um, I normally have my RE20, which is uh, an electro voice. And that's a very expensive microphone, but that obviously would work very well. The Yeti, um, uh, I think I've mentioned before, the Samson microphone. I forget what it's called, but Samson makes a little microphone. They sell it right at uh, Best Buy. It's a little desktop microphone. It's great for that. Audio-Technica has one. Uh, There's the, the Blue Snowball, which is the Yeti's little brother. That's a really good one. So there's a lot of different options out there. But the big thing is you want to have a good microphone because if I was using just the mic that's built into the, the Mac here, you know, it's a good couple feet away. It's not going to sound great. So you definitely want to uh, get a decent microphone when you're going to do these screencasts. Nothing worse than trying to watch a tutorial of some software product and the, the sound is just terrible. And you can, you can barely understand them I and you just don't even want to watch it. But screencasts, great for doing those demos and reviews like we did with the uh, text connector. Um, you know, th- I do those probably uh, at least three times a week doing some sort of a review video. But what else do we use screencasts for? Because I mentioned, you know, I've already done three today. And, uh, you know, Steve asked how many I do in a week. I mean, it's got to be over 20 a week. You know, wow. in five days, it's got to be over 20 because there are some days I'll sit down and do 15 on a project. So what are we doing for? What are we doing for those reviews? I do them for training products. So like right now, I'm working on a new product um, that deals with Hulu advertising. So I'm making a whole bunch of videos using the microphones with that. So just that alone, trainings, you know, as you break things up into lessons and you make all these video trainings, boom, 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 boom. Great for video trainings that you're going to be teaching people. Um, it's great for sales presentations. So for instance, if you've got a presentation for a product that you're selling or a service that you're selling and you create a keynote or a PowerPoint, well, what you can do with that is you run that keynote or PowerPoint and you do a screencast of the PowerPoint or keynote while it's on the screen and you voice over it. So you do the presentation just like you would live, except when it's on screen, you're recording it instead of just showing it to people in a live audience. So that's a very effective use of screencasts. Uh, Again, something I do all the time. Very, very important stuff. And it works very, very well. Great for sales videos too. So if you're going to do a a video sales letter, great way to do that is with those Mm -hmm. keynotes and those PowerPoints and just uh, recording it as it comes off. You can do some really nice stuff with that. Uh, We do it for evaluation purposes too. So for instance, when uh, I've got a client who has a YouTube channel, I'll go in and I'll do a screencast showing their YouTube channel, showing all the things that are currently there, what they should add, why they should add it. And I'll make, gosh, you know, these things will be 20, 30 minutes long sometimes where I'll go through and I'll, I'll literally show them. I'll be screencasting their, their YouTube channel and say, here's the graphic you have on here. You should probably do this because it will make it, you know, convert better and blah, blah, blah. Oh, by the way, you want to make sure that your website and your Facebook and this and that are over here on the banner itself. And here's, here's one of your videos and here's how you want to optimize it to make sure that it's going to do better. You got to put this in there, make sure that's there. And so I'll make these half hour Uh, screencast videos just about their YouTube channel. And I'll do the same thing for Google My Business. I'll go through their Google My Business and do an evaluation. So that's another great way to uh, use screencasts is to communicate something to clients or potential clients that shows them exactly what it is you do, why you do it, and how they can do it better. Because I'll often, um, you know, 
if I'm doing a, a screencast for a YouTube channel and showing them what they should be doing, I'll often show them another channel that has this, a popular channel. And typically, I won't use my own. Um, the one that I like to use quite often is uh, Gillette, the uh, the razor company, because I think they do a really, for the most part, I think they do a really nice job with their channel. They put a lot into it, and they do a lot of the right things, and so I often show that one. And yeah, I'll show some of my own that I've done, but I like to show a major company that I didn't do to kind of show them, hey, this is what a major company is doing. This is how we do it as well, and here's why. And so doing those types of videos can really um, just give people that extra dimension. You know, if you if you just made a proposal and sent them a proposal on paper, they may get it, they may understand it a little bit, but when you go through and you really show them, this is your channel, this is what is right with it, this is what you can improve on, here's why, this is what a good one really looks like that can be very effective, boom, 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 and, you know, it just makes a big difference. Google My Business, same thing. Sometimes we do it with their websites. We show them what's wrong with their websites. So no matter what you do, that's a great use for it. Right, Steve? Absolutely. And I've got a gal uh, that I use on Fiverr to build websites for me for a variety of different purposes. And she does a great job. Um, uh, but there is a bit of a language barrier. She's got basic understanding of English. And so if she doesn't understand something I'm telling her, I made her make her a screencast uh, video yep. because I can I can th- then she goes, oh, now I get what you want, because I can show her exactly what I want. And I speak slowly and distinctly, and I uh, she can, if I put it on YouTube and make it unlisted, she can uh, use the CC, you know, she can get the translate on it and stuff like that. So, you know, if you're working with somebody overseas, um, that's that's a great way to uh, to yep. do it. And let's face it, if you work with somebody, you know, Pakistan, Bangladesh, India, uh, you're going to get some great prices, but you there's a bit of a language barrier well, in that. And, and that's actually my, my next section is on exactly that, is the communication in-house. I use it all the time for Justin, and, and he's here in the United States, you know, and yeah, he understands yeah. English. And I make them for him all the time, showing him, because for instance, let's say, um, you know, like a, a program like Rep Videos, which we do. Um, I wanted him to understand it so that he could be the one doing that so that I'm not having to do rep videos when, when an order comes in. And so I go on and I show him exactly how to do it with a screencast. And then what I use, uh, I used to use Trello. I use a new program called MeisterTask. And so if you don't use either one of those, definitely check one of the two out, MeisterTask or Trello. Great programs for this interpersonal communication for businesses and whatnot and scheduling and everything else and project management. And what I do is I record these videos for him and then we have a board and that board is for me and Justin. And I have a a, 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 a column on that board that's, you know, something like... Um, you know, training or information or something like that. And then I'll create a card that's, you know, rep videos, you know, how to or whatever. And then the video is right in there. So he can just go in, he can watch that screencast video and learn exactly what I need him to do on that particular program. And we did that with, you know, all the programs that we do from, from uh, just Google my business stuff in general to uh, rep kahuna and how to use that and bright social and all these other ones. That's how I get all that information to him is by going through creating these screencast videos and sending them off. Uh, I also use screencast videos when I'm troubleshooting things. Mm -hmm. So for instance, um, as you know, I review a lot of software and believe it or not, early on, I find a lot of bugs. In fact, (laughs) I often say that I'm the unpaid beta tester for many products that come out because I find uh, all sorts of things and... um, 
you know, oftentimes odd things that they're like, I've used this a million times and I've never come across that. How did you figure that out? And and I will I'm 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 like a magnet to it. Ask Chad nicely because he he just he just shakes his head all the time. I mean, he's like, I don't know how you do it, man. You find all these weird things that we oh, then man. have to fix. So and you know and and if you know Chad, his software is usually spot on and and you know solid as a rock and i'll sure. still find little things here and there i'm like uh hey this didn't work uh <laughs> you know but that's one way that we do that is i send videos to people all the time if, if they send me a product to learn i'll send them hey i'm using the product and i can't figure out how to do x and they'll say oh you know what the programmers are working on that right now that's why it's not working it'll be back up tonight you know, and and that's great because they get to see when I find something, they can fix it, and vice versa. They can see that I'm actually trying to test out this product, and you'd be surprised how often just them knowing, hey, this guy's actually testing it out, that they'll give me, you know, something extra for trying to get more client. You know, hey, oh yeah, th- you know, they may have super secret things that they're going to give out or whatever, and and they'll be like, hey, you want this for your list when you sell this? Yep, I sure do. So there's things like that that can happen because you're you're in constant communication and they see that you're actually testing and using the product. And of course, you know, it also helps me to know when because I may find something wrong that's not actually broken. Like for instance, um, I might get early access to a software and they might move it to a new server and do updates to it. And I'm on the old server and I've got the old version and I'm like, hey, it says here that it's supposed to do this. Oh, you're on the old server. Hold on. Let me get you a different account. Boop. And then, you know, and that way I'm not writing. Well, it says it does this, but it doesn't work. You know, I can find out that, okay, it actually does work. I'm just not in the right place or, or what have you. Or, well, you know, how, you know, how many times have you been in um, like a forum, you know, whether it be a Facebook group or a forum or whatever for a particular software you have? How many times do you see people try to describe the problem they're having? <laughs> and yep. people go, what are you talking about? Whereas yep. if, 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 you know, if you make a video about it, if a screencast video, there, there's no misunderstanding of the whole thing. That's the main reason I do it because I know when I start writing something, I'm like, you know what? They're not going to know what I mean by this. Right, I just make right. a video instead. And right. I'll usually write you know, a similar description to the video so that they can read it. But the video usually makes a big difference because, yeah, you're going to run into that all the time when they're like, uh, what do you mean? Over here? Mm-hmm. No, no, not there. Mm-hmm. Over there. Mm-hmm. Where? Mm-hmm. Over there. Oh, okay. You know, so if you make a video, yeah. it makes it easier. And a lot of companies have made it almost mandatory to use screencasts in yeah. their uh, support. For instance, I mentioned uh, Rep Kahuna and Rep Videos and all that. When you do a support ticket, there's a button right on there that tells you to, uh, to leave a Loom video now, if you're not familiar with Loom, we'll talk about software in a minute, but Loom is a v- online, web-based, easy-to-use screen recording software so that when you're, you know, if you get a product, you're using uh, Rep Kahuna and you can't figure out how to do something or something doesn't seem to be working, you go to put in a support ticket, it gives you, it tells you to do Loom and you make a video recording and you send them the video recording. So they want you to send those. So it's, it's becoming mandatory in a lot of places specifically for uh, getting help is doing a screencast video of some sort. And, you know, there's many other uses of screencasts. I used to do, um, I used to do it through Fiverr and then um, post Fiverr, I kind of did it on a website is I used to do screencast videos for other people. So, for instance, I would just say, hey, I'm, I'm a professional screencaster, and you give me your software, I will do the demo video for your software, and they would pay me, you know, whatever, 200 bucks or 100 bucks or, or what have you, and I would go through their software and be like, okay, when you want to do this, press here, press that, and if any of you um, use uh, programs like Everlesson, 
if you go in there, you'll see that all the, well, I shouldn't say all, most of the training videos, it should be all of them, but it's most of the training videos, we still got many to redo, um, are me showing you how to use the software. And is it because I'm a super genius at it? No, to be perfectly honest with you, some of the things that I'm showing, I have to learn right before I do it, and then five minutes later I forget, and then I have to watch my own videos to remember how to do some of the more <laughs> advanced things. But... We, you know, I did all those for Chad. So I went in there and I said, okay, here's how you set up this. Here's how you do this. Here's how you do gamification. All those videos were me. Uh, lead conversion system, same thing. That's all me that's in there. JV Zoo's membership platform. I'm the voice that's in there doing all the training videos. If you get good at it, you've got a decent microphone and you can do good screen recordings, you can really start to make some money doing just that. In fact, I would, I should start getting back into that more, um, just being paid to do that because I actually enjoy doing those things and uh, it's good money for, you know, not a whole lot of work, which is really kind of nice. And speaking of the work part of it, Steve, well, there are some softwares you may need in order to do these types of things. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk a little bit about that. We already talked a, a tiny bit about Loom. And if you haven't mm -hmm. checked out Loom, you can go check it out. Look it up. Just search Loom on on, uh, on Google, on your Google machine. Get on there. Google the internet for Loom. And you will find uh, information about that. A very easy to use software. It, you just you know put it on your computer and it's always there ready to go. It's not going to edit your videos. It's not going to you know let you do fancy transitions and graphics and all that. It is meant for raw screen recording so that you can send it off to somebody to uh, give them very specific information. Very quick, very easy. The videos are automatically hosted online so you don't even have to upload them anywhere. Boom, you're just done. And that's, that's um, you know a great tool. Now, if you want to start doing some really good stuff as far as... Um, really recording some great videos and things like that. You want to get software for your machine that's really going to give you all the editing capabilities, the annotation capabilities, transitions and text and all that kind of stuff. Uh, recording of your mouse where it, you know, it animates the clicks that you make and makes sounds and, and all that other stuff that really enhances your videos. You need to get some software for doing that. And there's quite a few out there. And you can search them up. You know, I'm not going to go through all of them. If you go to any of the app stores, if you go, for instance, you go to the Apple App Store, there's a bunch of them in there that, you know, I've never even heard of or tried. But there's a bunch of them in there that'll do that. Um, but the ones that I typically recommend, there's two that I recommend. On the Mac, I always recommend um, uh, ScreenFlow, which is a really, really good software. One of my absolute favorite softwares out of any software on the planet, ScreenFlow. I use it all the time. Sometimes I use it just to edit videos. So, you know, if, I'm, if I'm, I've already got it open, I don't have Final Cut Pro open, and I don't need to do any, you know, super fancy Final Cut Pro graphics and things like that, I will edit my stuff right on ScreenFlow and e export it out. Screen recording on there, fantastic. You can switch between the, uh, you, can, you can highlight the, the windows that you're looking in. You can do all sorts of fun effects afterwards. You can zoom in on different things. You can zoom out. You can do call outs so that, you know, if you're pressing a certain button, you can do a call out on that button so the button gets big so you can see it really good. Um, and it just does everything that you need and it does it in a very nice package. I, I believe it's only 99 bucks. They, they update it all the time. And I believe it's only nine, it might be 129 maybe 129 but still very good price uh, you can get that by the way if you go to raiselinks.com slash screenflow you can uh, pick that up and uh, that will help to uh, to support us a little bit if you grab that mm -hmm. so it's a very good program though highly recommended uh, the second one is Camtasia and that is for Mac or PC um, I don't necessarily recommend it on the Mac because I think screenflow is overall a better program um, even 
you know, compared to the, the PC version of Camtasia, I think ScreenFlow is just a better program. Uh, Camtasia, though, is really good. Um, on the PC, the best one you're going to get, no doubt about it. On the Mac, it's very good as well. It used to be in the old days, it was, you know, it was good on the PC, and the Mac version was just kind of this half-baked, you know, half the things weren't there. It was not good. But now they're, they're, they're on par with each other. So um, you can use that on either one, and it is a pretty good software. Um, one great thing about Camtasia is they've really upped the editing functions on there. So now they've got a lot of uh, text animation and things like that that you can do, which is actually very, very cool. I love those features. But again, on there you can do things like you know call-outs and text and all sorts of fun stuff. And, and some people say it's still a little buggy, that they have a lot of crashes with it and things like that. But you know, just save often and you should be good. But uh, very good software, a lot of fun to use. Um, and I think that one, what's that running nowadays, Steve? Like two ninety nine or something? It's a little more expensive. Yeah, yeah. I, they haven't raised the price, but I think it's two ninety nine. And funny, yeah. funny enough, my version is from two thousand ten, and it still works. Although they oh sure, sure, yeah. There. And and we you know. we actually did a promotion with it a while back, um, where we were working directly with someone that was working directly with Camtasia on that. And I think the uh, I think the promo page is still up there. It's raythevideoguide.com slash Camtasia. And I, I think it's uh, promoting an older version, but I think you can still get that version on there for a really good price, and there's bonuses and things like that with it. So, you know, if you're in the market for that, at least check it out. I don't know if it's uh, still valid or not, really, but uh, it seemed to be when I was looking at it. I'll have to update that sometime soon. But uh, Camtasia, very difficult to... Um, to work with, so it was it was a pleasure to be able to do that with them at the time. Yeah, um, yeah. and it was unique. It was unique. Tech, so. TechSmith. Yep, TechSmith, yeah. a very uh, very well known company, uh, yeah. and they make a lot of good stuff. And by the way, uh, ScreenFlow is from Telestream. They make a lot of other great products, a lot of other great video products. Uh, they make a, a a program called Wirecast, which is. Um, it's a it's a, uh, a streaming software, so you can go live to YouTube or Facebook. It's kind of like um, OBS, but a more industrial strength version of OBS. So, but very good program, not not yeah, cheap, I, but a really good program. I, I think, like for instance, the TV stations use that when they stream to. TV, I, I TV think some stuff. of them do. Yeah, I, I, it's yeah. it's used by some big players, which um, you know, I think there's still better programs out there than than Wirecast. Um, especially for the price, but it is a it is a good pro- it's it's a very raw program. In other words, it is raw streaming. It's not a production. It does a lot of production stuff, but it's not like for instance, we're using Mimo Live, which is a live streaming tool, but it's a production studio that mm-hmm. live streams. Whereas that is just a live streaming tool, and it has a little bit of you know screen switching type stuff, but um, you know it's not not quite the same. But it is a very powerful tool specific to streaming. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. and by the way, that that's another thing too is you know um, screencasts to go out to things like Facebook and whatnot. You know, we do a lot of that stuff on Facebook. We do a lot of reviews of things, um, and we test out a lot of stuff. So, you know, to me, screencasts are one of the best things, one of the most important things that you can do, one of the most powerful things you can do. And there are some other free tools out there, Screencastomatic, uh, which I've never really played with too much, but some people seem Lou, to like that. Our our friend Lou likes it. Uh, does he, he really? He does. Nice. Yeah, he. Uh, there's this guy I, I I met quite by accident, and he trains people on how to do affiliate marketing with Amazon and ClickBank, and right. using uh, just using simple uh, screencast videos. And uh, uh, he's a screencastomatic, and he says it's nice. really great for him. So yeah. yeah. Yep. Anyhow. So there you go, Steve. That's our our little uh, 
a little a little voyage into the world of screencasting and screencast software. Again, something that I do far too many times. Yeah, well, you do it a lot. I do it uh, now. I do it probably twice a day. Um, a couple of uh, screencasts out there. So, just just for yes, the affiliate yes, marketing yes. thing, I went through all the Lou training. And we're going to try to get him on the show too because he's got nice. some really good. Yeah, he 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 is uh, the, kind of the king of selling affiliate products with YouTube videos. So nice. And and by the way, with with all that, I want to mention that we're going to try to get him on there. I've also got some other people I want to bring on. We've got to get uh, Owen Video back on. We tried to get him on yeah. one day. We had some um, yeah. some live streaming issues, so we couldn't do it. So we're going to have to do that again. Ironic, since he's the live streaming guy. Um, that we had issues with live streaming. Well, you that got day, it. You've, you've got all that fixed, so you know. I think so. Yeah, it was it was yeah. definitely a weird uh, uh, hardware software update wackiness that that we've Thanks. sorted out yeah. since then. But it just happened to be happening right on that day, and it all came to a head, and we couldn't get him through. But we'll get him back on. Uh, I've got a guy that I'm going to be bringing on, Steve, who he lives near me, and mm-hmm. uh, he oh, lost his guy. job, mm-hmm. and he started doing. Um, Pokemon cards mm-hmm. on YouTube, and he's replaced his income by opening Pokemon cards. And I wanted to talk to him about doing that and seeing, you know, what he did and and you know where he's at and and uh, how it's fared for him, so that people kind of see that side of things as well. Especially now because YouTube has made a major, major change to their platform, which bugs the, the heck algorithm. out of me. Uh, no, not the algorithm. Uh, oh, the they have they've now changed it where. Uh, whether you say I don't want to put ads on my videos or not, oh, they bad. still put ads on your videos, and then they keep yeah. the money. So, um, yeah, they've made that change, and, and I don't know. It doesn't seem to be a hundred percent like you know on everything, um, just kind of where they want. But I've noticed even a lot of my stuff that I never wanted to run ads on now has ads on it because YouTube's yeah, running ads. So, yeah, yeah, that's what it does. So yeah. we we need to start talking a little bit more about monetization because if they're going to run ads anyway, we might as well get ourselves monetized. And I've already started doing that with my channels that I never wanted to do that with, and now they run ads that pay me instead. So I'm making my might as well 50, make the money seventy five bucks a month. <laughs> well, you know one one thing uh, I've been through a course on that by the way, and uh, if if you want to make money as a YouTube partner or, you know, monetize videos, you need to do two things. One, make videos that people are going to watch. And that, that sounds real obvious, but sometimes you want to take, you know, a number of different approaches to doing that because you'll be surprised what people watch. So, you know, you have maybe four or five content strategies and then you make them three times a week and you do that for six months and you see which ones hit. And that's the basic formula. Yeah, it really is, and and it's hard, you know, because oh, one, yeah, you can't hard. even monetize until you've got four thousand hours of watch time and a thousand yeah, subscribers. Right. Now you can kind of game things to get a thousand subscribers fairly quickly, you know, asking friends and family and and you know other things. Um, but the four thousand hours is tough. Mm-hmm. It's a that's a that's tough really thing to tough. do. That's a lot of hours mm-hmm. of watching. Um, you know, fortunately, my channel more than had that already, so I just turned it on and was ready to well, go. Well, but but if you get to the point where the, the the algorithm picks it up, they'll start recommending you. It's just you yeah. know, but it's, it's you know, it's it's how 
the algorithm determines how what kind of videos people will watch is proprietary. But uh, but th- another part of the algorithm is they want to see you're serious about creating those videos. Which, well, uh, you know, there was a there was a video on YouTube with the two. You know, they they do that YouTube blog. I wish I could find that actual video. I've tried to go back and find it, and I can never find it because I don't know what it was called. And it was just one little part of it that I wanted to get back in. But it's that blog. They do this creators blog, and oh, usually yeah. there's okay. the two, yeah. the guy and the girl that go on there, and they they talk about different things. And um, the one thing that they talked about one day was how does YouTube recommend videos? And it's actual people that recommend okay, videos, okay. put the recommendations okay. out there, not necessarily an algorithm. I'm sure an algorithm has to do with oh. some of it, but actual oh. people, they're, they're the ones who go out and decide what's going to be recommended. Oh. And the, one, the two things that they said they recommend the videos based off of is – now, obviously, there's probably some, some side things in there. Like, for instance, you know, they're not going to recommend some guy who just created his account yesterday who has two views. So it's got to be stuff that they, they can easily find and, and actually want to recommend. But the two things they use to recommend are the title and the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those are the two most important yep. things according to that. So, so it is actual people. I didn't know that. Yep. And now, when you wa- like, if you go watch one of my videos and then there's a bunch of recommended ones on the side, that, that's all algorithm. But when you okay. go to like the front page of Google, when you right. uh, YouTube, when you log in, those recommended things, a lot of that is chosen by actual human beings. I did not know that. Yeah. Some of it's not. Some of it's algorithm-based, but some of it is actual mm-hmm. human beings. Okay. And they Learn said that they choose it day. based off of title and thumbnail. I'll be darned. I knew it was title and thumbnail, but I just thought that was algorithm, but it's actual people. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and algorithms are probably a, a large percentage of it, but yeah, there's actual people that do it, and I think that's probably the more generalized content. I don't think there's people out there who go, "Oh, I'm in charge of Steve when he logs in. Let's see what Steve would want to watch." No, Steve, but, but, you know, but no. the general Facebook front page stuff like that, they do. There are people involved in that, so mm, cool. Now, yeah, that's as far as I understand it, anyway. Good nugget to know, indeed. Yeah. So, all right, Steve. Okay, well, Ray. I think we've got another one in the bag heading over to the podcast museum. That's right. <sighs> podcast museum in Wahoo, Nebraska. <laughs> Wahoo? Wahoo? There's Wahoo? an actual Wahoo. It's kind of like a suburb of Omaha. Well, yeah, but you, you, you should know this, Steve. Come on, you're old enough. Who? David Letterman. Wahoo. Wahoo! Wahoo McDaniel, the football player slash professional wrestler. Oh, the whole stadium, Wahoo they used McDaniel. to go, who? Yep. And the whole stadium that, would go, Wahoo! Now I remember that. Yeah, I can't remember, what, what did he play for, the Bears? No. I can't remember which team he played for. But. No, McDaniel, that was Mongo McDaniel. There was no, no, that was McMichael. That was McMichael. McMichael. Yeah, Steve McMichael. No, Wahoo was like the 70s. God, I gotta, I gotta quit the drugs. But I can't remember which. Wait a minute, I did for. quit the drugs a long time ago. Anyhow, <laughs> I know who you're talking no. about. Well, and and speaking of, by the way, uh, as long as we're talking about Steve McMichael, um, he He's actually right now is suffering from ALS. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to help him out, he does have a GoFundMe going on right now. So look that up. He could use your help and your prayers. A uh, a good guy, crazy human being, but a good guy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. He could certainly use the prayers right now as he goes through that. So, yeah. All yep. right. Ter- terrible disease. Well, with that, another episode to the close. Let's hit the theme song, Steve. Okay, Ray. 
We'll see you next week. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise. He has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy.